Hi, everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host, Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I'm fantastic, Robbie. I love tea and cakes, mostly cakes. Yeah, like, I'm, I don't I'm, really like tea at all, but yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm firmly on the... I like Thai tea. I've never had Thai tea. It's, it's, it's very sweet. That's why I like it. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. It's, I don't... Tea's too bitter for me, but uh, generally, but... And if I'm going to drink something bitter for caffeine, I'm just going to go straight to black coffee. I am not going to stop along the way on a, some some tea. Uh, hi, guys. We are brought to you by supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show. For only dollars a month, you get access to all of our bonus content. We have a person to thank, Matthew. Oh, fantastic. Mark Lithe. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Mark. This week's episode is Marge's Sun Poisoning, episode GABF20, originally aired November 13th, 2005, written by Daniel Chun, directed by Mike B. Anderson, received a 6.6 rating with 11.4 million viewers. The couch gag, the Simpsons sit on the couch, the couch grows fangs. This is a quite, also I would add, this is a very long couch gag, um, yeah. The Simpsons run on the street, and it seems like all the furniture is attacking everyone. There's Sherry Terry, Eddie and Lou, Professor Frank Moe fighting back against his furniture with a shotgun. Homer hides in a couch store and gets gets smothered by many couches. Many, many couches. Is, th- is this like a bee cut from like a tree the trials of horror or something that they it kind of seems like yeah like oh yeah maybe there'll be a trials of horror where they have a couch gag and this will be it because that's what it felt I mean, like it's this fine is, it's not it's bad but it, it feels very much like a trials of horror intro not a normal couch gag. like this is i guess i mean it's been a long time we're finally getting the point where the couch gags are getting more and more i don't know I wouldn't say extravagant because there have been extravagant couch gags before this, but this feels weirder and different than a lot of the ones we've seen before. It feels more involved. Like it's extravagant to the point where, you know, it, it took actual thought to lay this kind of thing out. Yeah. There's only been a few other ones like this. You know, you think about the, like the, uh, the chorus line one or the, the zoom out universe one where they goes into Homer's eye. It feels like that, but this is, yeah, uh, they haven't done these in a long, they haven't done someone like that in a long time, which is interesting. Um, this episode, um, I was trying, I was about to like feign a yawn, but I, I couldn't (laughs) because that's kind of this, just this episode just kind of makes me, it just kind of makes me sleepy. Um, I guess that's better than making me angry. That's true. It doesn't make you angry and it has some good character moments, but there's just no funny here. There's a lot of attempts. Probably. I feel I feel like they tried to make jokes. They did try. But mm. uh, the episode begins with a family going to Paradise Pier, which is a the boardwalk over whatever body of water the Springfield is bordering this episode. I assume an ocean. Atlantic Ocean? More than likely, the Simpsons seem like a more East Coast family. That's what I would guess. I would guess, too. But then, of course, there's a lot of desert sometimes, too, Matt. So I know deserts in the East. Well, you know, Springfield is, you know, it's one of those things. Geographical oddity? Uh, yeah, let's go with that. Okay. So Marge is excited because she wants to ride the Ferris wheel. She's wanted to do it her whole life. And then it explodes in front of their face. Uh, or it implodes. I should be technically correct. It implodes in front of them. Um, apparently they're demolishing Paradise Pier and putting up rich people condos. Which, 
more things change, the more they stay the same, Matt. Uh, Indeed. <laughs> so, uh, there's we get a lot of, I don't know, I don't what you'd call this, like chaos, just like it's random montage, I guess, of like. I don't know what to like this carnival stuff like getting destroyed and the Simpsons like running around in the destruction. Oh, it's so boring. It's like Homer runs off with a bumper car and smashes into the police car. Like, okay. Yeah, he steals the bumper car, gets connected to the streetcar wires, and sure, it works. He bumps around into real traffic. It's a long sequence. Uh, we get Marge and Bar- Bart like going on like a little tour of all the old timey like uh, snake oil cures. I guess they were still open. I don't know. This is it's none of this yeah. makes any sense really when you it doesn't matter. I don't know why this I, that, that, I don't know why this all this is all this exists to do is get us to the A and B plot because we have the A plot where Marge uh sees a bike store <laughs> on the pier. Is that what this Well, obviously you ride bikes a lot at the beach, Robbie. I mean, sure, but on the pier and like, are they selling these bicycles or are they destroying this? Who? It doesn't. Okay, Robbie. Again, you're you're thinking this way harder than Uh, they did. That's that's the story of my life, Matt. So Marge decides she wants a tandem bike, uh, which becomes a very important part of this episode. Marge getting a tandem bike, and maybe I don't know if this is. I don't know if this is just a failing on my part. And, but I think tandem bikes are stupid. Yeah, it's an interesting idea, but it seems easier to just have two people on separate bikes. Like, why would you have a bike that's harder to move around? Like, it's hard to turn. It's harder to pedal. It's a. It's it's it, it, it you, much easier to fall over and hurt yourself because there's no control because you're you're putting functionally like three to four hundred pounds or more depending on how much the two people weigh together onto it, this bike which is not more that much bigger than a normal bike so i don't know i find tandem bikes really stupid and so marge is like oh it's a tandem bike i'm like marge it's literally on her bucket list <laughs> yeah which we see marge cross off on her bucket list which the rest of it is pretty dumb stuff uh but she's very excited <gasps> a bicycle built for two, and I could be one of those two. Homie, if I buy a bicycle built for two, will you ride with me? Marge, I don't hate your mother. I just won't be sad when she dies. 47, 48. I was asking for something. Yeah, sure, whatever you want. 95, 96, 13, 64, banana. I'll take it. I can't believe I own a tandem bike. You want me to ride a onesicle built for who? A tandem bicycle. When I bought it, you said you'd ride with me. But I'm watching television. A lot of people worked hard on this show. I was really looking forward to it. But how'd you like to go on a tandem bike ride with your mom? Mom, please, I'm playing a video game. Ooh, small hill. Pedal, pedal, pedal. Now enjoy scenery. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. <sighs> Maggie, would you like to ride with me? Oh, oh boy. Um. Yeah, I, I did a, kind of appreciate Bart's video game that's literally riding a tandem bike. <laughs> uh, 
you in that clip you also heard Homer counting. That's because he bought a dumbbell from the strong man at the pier, and it and has started lifting it with only his right arm. Yes, his idea is to do like ten thousand with one arm, and then ten thousand with the next arm, and uh, that doesn't actually make you that strong. But also, I like you. You heard that in the clip. You hear him counting, and he gets the numbers wrong, and then he just says banana in the middle of that. And so he's going to arrive at whatever his number is way earlier than. But also, he actually counted. I was just going to say that that is what you can expect from the humor in this episode, where a joke is, "Oh, Homer is counting," but then he says banana, and you're like, "Oh, okay." Isn't that hilarious, Robbie? Well, not really. That's Homer not, can't count. That's not really a joke. <laughs> that's, that's just a random thing happening. Um, also, Marge, I, 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 Matt, here, I really want, I love Marge. Here, I'm going to say that. I love Marge. She's great. She comes off in this episode like a lonely, crazy person. I don't know if that I would call her crazy, but definitely lonely and definitely over-involved with her son's life. And very sad. But, I mean, it, it literally, like, it's just you heard this in this clip. And I don't know how much I'm supposed to actually... Obviously, the episode doesn't want us to think about this very much. But it's very much like she is going to buy a tandem bike. Her husband is right there. The person that, theoretically, she would ride with the most. He is not... He answers a different question. You know, he... he he answers the question that Marge asked about his her mother, like Marge, and then Marge in the next scene goes, "You said you'd ride with me." No, he didn't, Marge. He did no, not say that. You absolutely did not say that. He made nonsense. He said nonsense. Uh, which, if you want to, and you could certainly argue that, hey, Homer's kind of a beta jerk. Sure, that's fine. But also, when you have a partner and you're like, "Will you do that? Do you want to do this with me?" and they go, "No, not really." You don't just go ahead and do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to go, oh, uh-huh. oh, I got this activity that I want us to both do. Oh, you said no, but I just going to pretend you said yes. Oh, no. And then well, it's just sad because he's like, oh, Homer, Homer doesn't want to ride with her. He's kind of a jerk, too. Bart, obviously, I, I mean... I don't blame Bart here where he's like, no, I don't want to ride a bike with my mom. Especially at age 10 and riding a tandem bike. It's one thing if you're like, oh, your mom says, oh, let's go for a bike ride. And you're on your bike. She's on hers. It's not that bad. But on a tandem bike, come on. A tandem bike? He's a 10-year-old boy. No, he doesn't want to do that. However, uh, we get an extraordinarily sad. Like, there's so many of these, Matt, in this episode. Just sad Marge. There's at least four different scenes where Marge is just sad. And she tries to ride the tandem bike by herself. Why? Yeah, that's that's not going to work, Marge. Sorry. I. It's just, it makes her seem, like, really stupid. I don't know what to, like, you don't, go, Marge, go return the tandem bicycle and go get a bike just for you. You can go on bike rides whenever you want. No? <laughs> we can't? Nope. Okay. All right. So, uh, she rides a bike for herself. It's very sad. And then we cut to Bart uh, in his treehouse with Millhouse, and he gets basically shamed into riding with Marge. Bart, why is your mom riding a two-person bike by herself? Ha <laughs> ha! She's lonely. Moms don't get lonely.
106, 307. Hey, Mom, want to go for a ride? I'd love to. I'll be right. Wait, are you sure you're not just trying to get me to make pizza for breakfast? Whoa, pizza for breakfast! Mom, I mean it. I want to ride with you. Oh, I'll be right down. Hello, Domino's? What do you mean you're not open? No, you call me back during business hours. I'll show you who's a recorded message. I, I mean, I eat pizza for breakfast all the time. Like, I don't get... Yeah, that's not the problem, I think... The problem is that he's saying he's trying to call them when they're not open. That's no, but the humor. No, but quote is supposed to be okay. I okay, Matt. I just it's just they're they're actively. Why don't they pick a food that no one eats for breakfast, like steak or something? Yeah, that's true. Because pizza is really good leftover. Okay, we go to commercial. Five minutes and forty-two seconds. And when we come back, we see the results of uh, Bart and Marge uh, on their little bike ride. Um, so they swing, sw- they sing Sweet Home Alabama for some reason. Why? As they ride. Matt, why are they singing Sweet Home Alabama? Robbie, why do you ask me questions you know I don't have the answer to? Because I like to hear you be confused. It, <laughs> okay, fair enough. Because you are a surrogate for our listening audience, Matt, if you want a true answer. Oh, okay. Um, they could sing any song together. They sing Sweet Home Alabama, and then they really focus in on the Neil Young parts. Where where Leonard yeah, Skinner it's really where weird. Leonard Skinner makes fun of Neil Young, um, where I <laughs> and it's very much like they and Bart's like why is Neil they ask about Neil Young and I'm like well well Neil Young here the answer is Neil Young wrote a song called Southern Man where he talks okay. about he talks about how the the South is racist and is is uh, against civil rights is <laughs> effectively well how about that is effectively what that song is about and sweet home alabama is about oh well yeah leave us alone you young let us be racist and i don't know why they're having why marge and bart are having this discussion about are singing sweet home alabama it's not like they could pick any song and like you'd think they'd pick a song that's sweet that could represent their relationship or just a general bike riding song. Like if you wanted to be really funny, you would always do um, uh, Bicycle Race by Queen. But Sweet Home Alabama? What? I don't know, man. I'm just, it's that, I just, it just is so strange to me. Fair, fair. Okay. There, I was going to say, so, there's, there's a lot of strange choices in this episode. There really are. Because this is this is where the, the weirder part of this comes in rather than, weirder than them singing sweet home alabama is they're going through like the middle of nowhere i think they pass cletus at one point and so they're out literally in the middle of crazy rural area and then they end up in springshire which is a quaint british village near springfield i guess unincorporated Uh, just unincorporated yeah i don't know i sure anyway weirdly enough they find a tea house in this random place and they stop for tea, which mostly involves a bathroom. A tea house? Wanna go inside? I don't know. Think they have video games? No. Batting cage? No. Rock climbing wall? No. Robot musical review? No. Zumanity by Cirque du Soleil? No. Bathroom? Yes. Well, that's really what I need the most. Let's go. Mmm, 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 mmm. 
Wow, Mom, I love tea. You haven't had any tea. Yeah, well, I still love this place. Good afternoon, madam. Oh, and who's your handsome gentleman friend? <laughs> oh, you. So, yes, as we can see here, uh, what Bart really needed was a bathroom, but he ended up with a place that serves a whole bunch of cakes and cookies and biscuits and wonderful things uh, that go along with tea. Uh, Bart's not so much in it for the tea, as we'll see. So, Bart turns out to love this place. Marge loves this place because she actually likes the tea. Uh, but then we go back to our B-plot, uh, which, if you will recall, is Homer with his dumbbell. Uh, Homer wanders into Moe's finds Moe, Lenny, and Carl trapped under what I believe is a pinball machine and saves them with his one strong arm. Because that's all you need to be strong is one strong body part. Doesn't need a strong core or legs or anything. No, he just Matt, flips the pinball machine off of them. Matt, mm -hmm. why? <laughs> why is this the... Why is this... The, I guess why? they needed some way to inject humor in this and they thought Homer and arm wrestling would be how they do it and they just... But they whipped. don't even commit. They just, it, they don't even, it's just like they dabble. They don't even like, it's okay. It's so stupid. It's so weird. It's such a strange, again, it's not that it's like necessarily terrible or anything. It's never, but it's also never particularly funny. It's just odd. You're like, okay, the B-plot is Homer sort of gets into arm wrestling. Because he never really gets in arm wrestling. Sort. He sort of yeah. gets into arm wrestling. Yeah. So. Homer, well, as we said, kind of gets into arm wrestling, kind of not, but that's just the way it works. So Mo has a plan. Uh, he says, that, oh, you know, Homer has got this one really strong arm, and Homer is just about to switch to his other arm to make the other arm also strong, when Mo says, no, 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 I've got an idea, then proceeds to explain it to Homer through whispers, uh, and we just see Homer responding for, like, 12 seconds mm. to whatever Mo was telling that's him. That's a joke. And that's another one, of the, that's one of, another one of the jokes, Matt, if you didn't get yeah, it. I know. Okay. So uh, later on, we see Bart at home and saying, oh, all we've got in this house are fresh fruits and vegetables. Why don't we go to the tea house? Uh, and Or Marge suggests going to the tea house, and Bart is all on board because obviously cakes and tea are much better than uh, fruits and vegetables, of course. Uh, so while they go to do that, we go back to Homer and Mo, who have decided that they're going to become scammers involving Homer's idiot uh, plan with his big R. I list just listen. Give me a bottle of bourbon. I got a new liver and I'm breaking it in. Excuse me, Mr. Bartender, sir. May I have a sugar free ginger ale and uh, make it flat? The bubbles burn my buds. Gold darn it, son. What the hell kind of sissy are you? Hey, are you calling my life partner a sissy? Because a hundred bucks says he could whoop you in arm wrestling. A uh, Texas penny it is. Yeehaw! God dang it. I've been played like a dimwit's kazoo. Yes. Homer, we make a dynamite team, huh? With your arm and my head gunk, we're going right to the top. Whoa. This is one Texan don't like when he's made out to be a fool. Well, uh, what do you like? I don't know. A good book? Long walk on the beach? So, we, uh, we kind of even things up here. Not yet. I want to play some frisbee. So, it starts out dumb, and then just gets real weird. I, uh, 
That it, this is like you said, Matt. Like I think this is them. Like we need to put some jokes in this episode. Marge Bart thing is really right? sad, but the rich Texans just like, oh, here's I pull guns on you, and then we went on a walk on the beach. Exactly, which is what you do when you get scammed. You don't try and get your money back by pulling guns on you. It's not a joke. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's but that's okay. Okay. Uh, so we go back to the tea house plot where we see uh, Bart and Marge arrive for their, I guess, second uh, attempt at tea, only to find that the tea house has been shut down for rat droppings in the food and tea. They're not bad people. They just didn't care enough to try not to have that stuff. So, um, yeah, uh, the tea house is gone. Uh, so Bart <laughs> invites Marge to the tree house as a replacement tea house. The tree where tea house. they... The Treaty House, yes, uh, where they proceed to drink out of random containers. There's a ra- a weird puddle. There's the booger wall. Uh, Gotta love the booger it's wall. It's disgusting, basically. It's it's a 10-year-old's treehouse, of course. So Marge suggests fixing it up and making it into a nice tea house, uh, which they proceed to do. Bart is totally on board with this because it means more snack cakes. Hey, Matt. So, yes. Why, why did they settle on tea? The writers. That's a great question, because Marge and Bart could have done lots of things together. Like, they go on the tandem bike ride. Okay, fine. Then, mm-hmm. but they end up in this weird tea village. And then, in the, literally, the next time they go, oh, the tea house is shut down because of rat droppings. Oh, you and you neglected to mention that Marge doesn't tell Bart that there were rat droppings. She tells him that they're all dead, which is... Oh, that's the that's right. definitely a better thing to tell your 10 year old son is that all those people that he saw the other day are all dead it, but like because the in the tea house thing doesn't end up mattering really it is just a, a thing that they end up bonding over but it could be anything and if it's gonna be anything why can't it make it something that is more personal to marge or bart i mean you would think so but... i i mean just like make it something that that is more like Something that we know is more personal to Marge or Bart. Something that they both like. Something they can bond over that's not just some random thing they fall. Like, it feels like weird choices. It feels like it's very written, like, uh, I don't know, stream of consciousness. They're just like, oh, they get a tandem bike ride, and they ride to a tea village. And then they bond over the tea, and then the tea house gets shut down, and then they make new tea, a tea house in the tree house. And then they, like, it's just... It's all over. It feels very weird. It's so weird. It's very weird, and unfortunately, we're just kind of stuck with it. <laughs> no, man. So, no, don't say that. Don't say things like well, that. Well, we are for this particular okay, uh, you're right. setup. So, we're just going to go with it. Uh, at, at this point, uh, they fix up the treehouse and make it really nice. Uh, they put you know wallpaper up, and it's actually clean, and they get rid of the weird puddle, which... You ew. don't know. Maybe um, the weird puddle's underneath. Maybe. Maybe. But no. Um, so then we get to see Homer joins the, he, he shows up with Mo. They have a bunch of suitcases because Homer is joining a professional arm wrestling circuit. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> say sure. that Matt, say that sentence one more time. Uh, Homer is joining the professional arm wrestling circuit. Like you do. Why? Fantastic. What, point, what is the point of this? <laughs> And especially, I mean, Marge doesn't, Marge doesn't even care. Like, why is this? What, like, what's the point of this? Jokes. What jokes do they have about arm wrestling? 
well, they're supposed to be jokes. Okay, okay, fair the enough. The lack of actual humor. They, they just think, like, oh, it's wacky. People will like it. Yeah. Okay. So. Cool. Uh, Marge doesn't care. The, the, the point of this is that Marge does not care. Normally, Marge would be upset or worried for Homer, but she's got her own thing going on. She's got this whole tea house thing, and Homer is a little upset by this. And this is the actually the only redeeming part of this uh, B-plot is that Marge doesn't care what Homer's doing, and we actually see that get through to him, and he goes, oh, that's weird. Uh, Marge has her own thing, and we see some actual character from Homer in that he does not like that, and this will actually carry through the rest of the plot. It is the only sensible portion of this entire episode, uh, so just keep that in mind. Uh, but to make their tea house perfect, Bart and uh, Marge need a new um, a new tea set, uh, or tea service, sorry, tea service. So they go to the mall and get a Krusty the Clown talking uh, tea kettle, uh, or not kettle, tea, uh, what do you call it? There's a special word for the one you pour out of, but it's not kettle because kettle is what you make it in. Carafe, tea carafe, whatever. Matt, teapot, maybe? Teapot, man, it's a teapot. Okay, well, I didn't know a teapot tea was a, a, like a different thing. Tea carafe. Hey, it's technically correct, all right? Is your cat, is the cat in Anywhere. there? Is, the, is, she, is she helping out? She is helping out today. She's it's Millie. It's our young our our, our youngest. We're pretty sure she's she's having a fun time exploring. Yeah. Anyway, I'm asking her. <laughs> exactly. So Marge and Bart buy a new tea service. Uh, Marge goes inside to return the person's pen that she accidentally stole, and Bart has a little run in with the bullies. Hey Simpson, huh? what are you gonna do with that teapot? Gay out? I'll answer for you. Yes. What? Um. Uh, I just shoplifted this bad boy. Housewares never knew what hit him. Why didn't you steal something cool? Um, because I'm gonna bring it back to the store for store credit. How are you gonna get credit without a gift receipt, ass? Um, well... We've seen you hanging out with your mom, Simpson. Word on the street is, you're a mama's boy. Hey, there is no way that Bart Simpson is a mama's boy. Oh, Bart! Aren't they jazzy? They match the new curtains we hung on your tree house. Here, try yours on. I got your child's large because your tummy's getting kind of bloopy from all the cakes we've been having. Somebody here likes princess cakes. Princess cake? Bart, you just got yourself a nickname for life. Hey, princess cake, want some princess cake? <laughs> Bart, are you having a fight with your boyfriends? Shut up. I don't want your stupid sweatshirt. <gasps> or your tea set. Smashing voids my warranty. Have a good life. Mom, I only hung out with you because I felt sorry for you. That was weird. Will you teach us how to smoke? No! And that is how we end the act, with Bart rebelling against Marge uh, because he was made fun of by other kids. Uh, this is authentic. I can definitely see this happening. Um... The bullies try some humor, but uh, it, them asking Marge to teach them how to smoke is just weird that's, at best. That's the only I. There's a lot of like it's weird in that it's like adjacent to normal. Like that, it feels like that is a like that beat would work. That's a, like that joke would work if it wasn't. Can you tell? Can you teach us how to smoke? Like that's if it was a different question. And Marge goes, no, like that would be funny. But can you, why would they be asking Marge to teach them how to smoke? Fantastic question, Robbie. 
it's and it's just all these like very and like there is never and there's a lot of these plot points where like it it understands like the the a broader scope of you know a dramatic arc through this episode where Bart uh feels sad, you know Marge wants company everyone denies her but Bart feels sad agrees they bond and then they they have a a breakup functionally and then they repair it but with complications etc cetera, etc cetera. and it understands that it broadly but it never it like it gets all these little tiny like the things the the minor connective tissue it just doesn't get right because you see bart get embarrassed here and so he yells at march like okay that makes sense but there has to be you have to foreshadow this a little bit you know you have to have a scene earlier where Bart is like he's out with Marge and he sees the bullies on the street, maybe when they're riding the bicycle and he hides so they don't see him like to to give us a little warning of like, oh, no, Bart does like bonding with his mom, but he is also very aware that this is uncool behavior and it would get him bullied. So that well, Robbie, that would make sense. That would be approaching things early and, and setting the seeds for things. Well, that's what I mean. Like, and instead, you just have this very sudden explosion at the end of Act Two. Like, we're two thirds of the way through this episode, and suddenly it's just boom, explosion. You're like, okay. I mean, I get it. It doesn't. It's not that it doesn't make sense. It's just that it is very jarring for the audience, and you need to you need to foreshadow this a little bit. You need to plant those seeds, like you said, Matt. Um. We come back from commercial, 13 minutes and 57 seconds. Uh, Bart's really, ang- also like the, the emotional beats of this are like really exaggerated. And it kind of, I, I to me, it diminishes the impact. It, it's kind of, it doesn't have any kind of subtlety um, because Bart immediately goes to his house and just tears it all up. All the wallpaper and all the, he has to rebuild his booger wall. A shame. It was a beautiful thing he had before, and now he's going to start not quite from scratch, because there's apparently still some marks from the previous ones, but at least he gets to work on it right away. Magic Eraser couldn't get all those boogers off. Um, but Bart is like so, he's like frothing angry. I'm like, is it this, is it really worth, like, is he, why is he this angry? Like, it's, it feels very sudden. And I think that's the, like, it's just a sudden, like, oh, we, the, the emotions need to be exaggerated because... It needs to sell this emotion, but they haven't built up to that ex- to that level. You know, if you're going to have extreme, like this extreme outburst, you have to build up to it. You can't just have it suddenly because it feels out of place. Um, Bart tears up the treehouse. Lisa interrupts him and points out how upset Marge is. Uh, she is Marge just petting the dog. And when the dog tries to go away, she pulls it back to her and pets it some more. Which I... I I get what they're trying to go for here. Marge is obviously emotionally damaged, but that's just a weird way of going about it. Maybe you could just say she's just cleaning something repeatedly over and over again, whether it needs it or not. Like dragging the dog into it seems a little yeah, yeah it's strange. it's these things, man. It's like these minor beats just feel a little off, and they just and they like paint it like it doesn't feel like this is like oh Marge is sad. This feels like Marge has gone crazy, and you're like I don't like you can't just ha- make it. A little bit more subtle like just make it like you said she's cleaning the house a lot or or she's cleaning the same piece of carpet so many times it's worn thin like there's just it's it's that simple um she's really upset and mark and, and bart now feels bad again 
He felt bad before when she was lonely. Now he feels bad again that she's lonely. Uh, he goes to her and she says she sold her sold the bike to the cops. Who are Eddie and Lou. They're pulling Wiggum behind them, which already those are tough to drive or, or ride or, and propel. But with Wiggum in a little red wagon behind them. Oh, boy. I... I, I... I I I don't know, Matt. I I think this is them trying to uh, make a joke again, where it's just very. You would think, and like it's very strange to me that they make this kind of like a flashback because they go, oh, Mar and Bart Bart goes to like Marge to apologize and to invite her to go to a karaoke night at the school where they would sing together, and in the and before Marge is like, I sold the bike, and I'm like, why don't. Why don't we see that? Why isn't that in the moment? Why is this a flashback? Why don't we see Marge sad sell the bike? Like, it feels like that's a scene that has a lot of potential and they don't do it. Um, because that would take away from all the other jokes. They I guess it doesn't. You don't get the joke of as they're talking about it. We see Wiggum crash into the backyard because of the. Precisely. Yeah. Which. I, did you laugh at any point in this episode, Matt? Um. I laughed a little bit when like I said the video game thing earlier where Bart is like, no, I don't want to go on a tandem bike ride with you as he is playing a video game about tandem bike riding. That was just funny enough that I don't know if I would say I laughed, but I definitely smiled, almost chuckled. Almost chuckled. Quite high achievement. Yeah. So, like I said, Bart invites March to a karaoke night at the school. What is this, Matt? Was a karaoke? This what? is you the went to, most you... embarrassing thing you could do with your mother. But you went, you went to school, didn't you? Mm-hmm. So did I. I went to school. Uh, most people listening, 99.9% of people, I guess all the homeschoolers, they probably aren't, they didn't go to school, but everyone else, <laughs> they didn't go to school. Literally, they didn't go. They stayed and got and went to school. Um, but did you ever have a karaoke night at your school? Any of the schools you've been to ever? No, I think mostly we just had other weird fundraisers like... I don't know if we ever had a big sample, like a pancake dinner or spaghetti dinner or something like that. Sure. Yeah, there was never any like contests really besides sports. Like I could like I could imagine like a talent show. That's a thing. I don't I don't think my school ever had a talent show, but I'm pretty sure schools do have talent shows still. But they don't have that. They have a karaoke night. And you're like, what is is? I guess it's just effectively becomes a talent show, but it's still very odd to me. Like they just invent a thing. They just went, oh, it's karaoke night at the elementary school. Hmm? How many elementary kids? But it's a poo is there. Is that it's a charity? Like I don't get it. Um, maybe I'm. I, I probably already you've thought about this twice as much as any of the writers. I know. <laughs> I know. Is that? Is that is that not a problem? It feels like that's a problem. When I have seen this episode literally one time, and I recorded a podcast about it, and yet I I have more insight than anything they they wrote. So they uh, they what's he? Marge is invited by Bart Homer. Hey Matt, remember Homer? Mm -hmm. He's in an arm wrestling competition. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. So. He, in the previous scene, last time we saw Homer, he was joining a professional arm wrestling circuit, circuit and Marge didn't care. Now we cut to an arm wrestling competition. We have yet to see Homer compete. Have not seen Homer compete in this competition. Not one time. 
Why? Why is he even doing it? Why, like, why is this taking up time in this episode? God almighty. Homer, but Homer misses Marge. I, Matt, how does mm-hmm. Homer misses Marge? We literally have not seen him. Like, they don't even show us a scene of him being wistful. Like, it just jumps to a scene where Homer misses him. Mrs. March. I'm like, well, how, like that. You're just telling us he misses Marge. Why don't you? But you're not showing us. Why don't you show us that he misses Marge? Have a have a scene where he is arm wrestling and he and he looks over at Mo and he wishes it was Marge. That's all it takes if you want to make this a real plot. But it's not. It's nothing. It is just a way to get Homer away from the family. I guess it doesn't. So strange. So Homer misses Marge and leaves the arm wrestling competition early. He, and Mo is upset. This feels so like ha- ha- it feels like the plot of a different episode that they tried to work in here as a B plot. It, it feels sort of like uh, the Homer they fall with, uh, you know, Mo being the coach and everything and taking advantage of Homer. But they don't ever have a competition. Why? why? So, OK, Homer and Homer's about to come back like Homer just left and he's coming back. OK, great. <laughs> At the same time, well, he just left us. Obviously, he's been gone a really long time for, you know, in the show. If they don't show us, Matt, then it doesn't happen. That's that's how it works. Well, Robbie, if you're going to put that kind of restriction on things, geez. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm a, a taskmaster. So uh, Marge now has going to where they're at the mall. What store are they in? Uh, I don't think we ever find out. But like they have Marge looking at. At a like a I guess a karaoke catalog to like think of a song to for them to sing together, but they're at the mall to do this. What like are they at the karaoke store? Yeah, is this taking place at a, a karaoke bar that they've rented out for the night? Uh, who knows? Like, there's it's just so strange. Like they we jump. It, it's again, it's weird. It's just like oh, we need we, they they needed a scene where Marge can run into Skinner and Agnes. So we have to put them in a public place. But why is Marge like you don't you can pick out music anywhere. I don't know. OK, so Marge looks up karaoke songs and sees Skinner and Agnes. Let's see. What would be a good duet? Hmm. Just the two of us. You and me against the world. Ebony and Ivory. Ebony and Ivory. <laughs> I'm afraid that song's taken by me and my mother. You know, people say when we're on stage, it's more like scary Uh, scary talented, I assume. I'm singing a song with Bart tonight. Capital. My mother and I have been performing together since I was in fourth grade, and it's really brought us closer. Seymour, where were you? A brightly colored car hurt my eyes. Don't worry, Mother. I have your eye bomb in my man purse right here. Good boy. You can push your crib into Mommy's room tonight. It's not a crib. It's a cot. If it has rails, it's a crib. (laughs) She's not wrong. (laughs) No, but, like, how... For some reason, at this point, we have to convince Marge that her hanging out with Bart is a bad idea because we've I, already had Bart go one way and back. So it's Marge's term. Marge? I, I don't know. That's a, it's just so strange. Like, like obviously, yeah, Skinner and Agnes's relationship is not healthy, but this episode doesn't ever like try and center on that. There is a good balance of a mother can be can be can be have spend time with her son and have they can have fun together 
and without it being unhealthy. It's just straight to no, they can't have a relationship. Marge must worry. Marge must only worry. She must only be afraid of Bart destroying something. That's he must have his own life completely independent of his mother. And you're like, well, he could still spend time with her if he enjoys it. If they both enjoy it, I don't know. So we jump to the karaoke night where we see a poo singing. Where have all the cowboys gone? And with no child. So is this school based or not? I don't know. It doesn't. I I don't know. That's I don't know what this is. Like I have no idea what. Like there's no grounding. We never get anyone saying, "Oh, it's for charity." Everyone sings karaoke and they pay a little bit to help the school or anything like that. It's just a poo singing. And I don't know, Matt. Did you notice this? Where because we see we see a poo sing here, and then we get uh, Skitter to Agnes sing uh, Ebony and Ivory. And I have, I we've heard a poos, we've heard Hank Azaria sing in a poos voice, mm-hmm. and he does a decent job. But did like did they did they coach the actors to purposefully sing worse? Well, of course, because this is not an in-universe sing-along. This is karaoke, and everyone does karaoke poorly. I I just it it feels like very much like they purposefully said no, sing poorly because it's funnier. And I'm like, uh, okay, um. We get a poo singing. Where have all the cowboys gone? It's, it's fine. I don't. It doesn't. It's not. It's not terrible. I guess it's not great either. It's okay. It's kind of all again. They. I think they. They felt like they purposely said, "Hey, Hank Azaria, be warbly with the voice. Be a little off. Stay out of tune once in a while." Uh, and then we get. Uh, Marge and Bart are in matching jumpsuits. Look, sort of like like Elvis jumpsuits, like white the the classic rhinestone white Elvis jumpsuit, but with bells on on the legs. And this is when Skinner and Agnes go on start performing, and Marge has a vision of herself and Bart replacing Skinner and Agnes, where Marge is they're old they're and they're old and they meaning they they. Like this is some like apocalyptic <laughs> vision. Yeah, Marge is horribly scarred by this vision, and I can't quite figure out why. I mean, I I I I understand what they're trying for because they're trying to say, "Oh no, if I continue like this with Bart, he, we're going to turn into that." And I get that what they're trying to say with that, but they don't really execute well enough to actually make me feel it. So it just comes off as her, like, again, feeling crazy. Like there should be, there, there should be a way for her to go. No, I can't have a a healthy relationship with Bart where I hang out with him occasionally and we have fun together, but he is also able to have his own time and his own life as he grows older. Those things can happen at the same time, but instead Marge uh, yells and stops the competition to say that she's never going to be friends with Bart ever again. Stop the showcase! Mrs. Simpson, please. Uh, Hush up, Seymour. She's just saying what we're all thinking. Mother, what are you doing? Don't call me Mother. My name is Mom. And my son is no Mama's boy. (gasps) Bart, you're a wild heck raiser, and I don't want to see you turn into that. 
What, a wall? Mom, I thought this was what you wanted. Your job isn't to worry about me. It's to give me things to worry about. Hmm. Hey, losers, I'm gonna do to you what you did to these songs. Interpret them artistically? <laughs> die, die, die! <laughs> we were gonna sing my Sharona! <laughs> <laughs> what? What is going on, Matt? I don't know. At this point in the episode, I was just checked out. Well, I mean, it's it. I mean, this episode is like, despite I don't know, this episode is kind of it's kind of boring because it's not really funny and it's and it just feels strange. Um, because Marge is like, no, we can't be friends anymore. I want you to. I just want to worry about you. And then we see, and then she laughs maniacally. As Bart sprays the audience with a fire extinguisher? <laughs> like, uh-huh. what does this have to do with them being, like, having a, a healthy relationship? What is going on? So th- then we just cut back to Marge at home, where she's sad. Uh, she's singing a song by herself. Sweet Home Alabama, again. Why does Marge like Leonard Skinner so much? It's one of those things we'll never know. I know it's the answer is because they, they literally probably just do, like what song do we pick? Uh, pick Leonard Skinner. Pick some They're sweet. Like, home. Hey, this pick, is cheap, right? Pick Sweet Home Alabama. So Marge is sad, and then Homer shows up to sing along with her to be like a happy ending. But Homer is there, and they have a happy ending, I guess. And then the bullies are just singing in the yard. They're singing My Sharona. Why? Yeah, this I really did get thirty seconds at the end, and they're just. They just see what? Like, why are they they? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, they just, it feels very much like, oh, well, they mentioned that they were going to sing my Sharona, so let's have them do it in the Simpsons yard. And you're, it's just, it, it, again, it feels like Mad Libs. It feels like, like, why are they doing this now? Why are they doing this here? Why don't they have a little capper? Instead of the 30 seconds of singing my Sharona, why don't they have it, a little scene where, Marge is like looking at Bart playing with Millhouse or something or or thinking about what she she would you know like something emotional something touching instead we just have this nonsense of of my Sharona and Homer yells at them and throws his trophy apparently he, he said he's going to leave the competition and then he won it he has a gigantic arm wrestling trophy mm-hmm. even though he has never has any interest in arm wrestling he's just is a, a master at it apparently but we don't see this ever he has one scene where he's arm wrestling someone kind of not really caring about it and then does it and wins and you're like well why it's a lot of just whys a lot of and it's not it's not like it's aggressively bad it doesn't it doesn't it's not a character assassination it's just kind of nonsense and it again it has that i've said this before it, it tries to trick you it has this facade of a, in a, of an emotional beat of the marge bart relationship but it never really gets there it just kind of is like oh yeah they're like the, it feels very much like it's leaning on uh, our kind of our established history with these characters and not really trying to tell a complete story in this particular episode but largely it's just kind of bland and weird it's like uh and just and not funny no it feels like it feels like rice cakes yeah it feels like eating rice cakes by themselves you know and it's just like 
it is food. And it's not that it's terrible. It's just very like, oh, this is certainly feeling. This is food. It's, or, I don't know, drinking Soylent. Tastes like cereal milk. Like, it's faint. Okay, I know this has calories in it. And it's good for me, but. But it's just something I drink because I, I need calories, I need. I, I, need, I I'm, it is It is a Simpsons episode. It is like just, it is the calorically, it's calorically dense Simpsons episode, but it doesn't taste like anything. Um I don't know. I don't know. Uh, uh, that's it. That's how this it ends with bullies singing. Yeah, thankfully, weirdly, it's only like now. It just goes into them. I, I don't know. Uh, you have anything else you want to add, Matt? Nope. Yeah, there's not much to like. Like I can easily say, yeah, this they should have done this here and that there, but it's just very much like, eh. I go go meh. That's what I feel like at the end of this episode. Um, we'll rank it at the end of the show. Oh, Robbie, is this episode broken? I don't think. I don't. I don't know. It's weird because you think, is it broken or is this kind of boring? Like it's not broken to the point where the episode doesn't make sense uh, or something just weird about it. Okay, here's a question for you then, Matt. I'm a, I'll ask you a question. This will settle it. If let's say there were like four or five good jokes in this episode, the plot was exactly the same. Some of the laugh, just some of the jokes were better executed. Is this episode broken? I would say it's not broken. It's just. It could be massaged to be much better. I would say it's not broken. That's my, I think it's, I, I, I feel like I'm leaning towards, it's just not funny. And like, if it was funnier, it, we probably excuse it. It's just because it's so kind of bland. You're just like, eh, all right. But I don't think it's broken. I think it's flawed. You know, and we've done that before. And I think broken is different than, if you can fix it with duct tape, it's not broken. Duct tape or WD-40. Exactly. That's not, it's not broken. It's not just a little off. A little off. Um, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for comments from the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comments from the news group is where I ask our Patreon subscribers to give us some thoughts about this episode. Um, and then and sometimes I'll pull some from the uh, No Hard Is Not Net forum if I want a good comparison, which I've done this week. Uh, first from Derek. Okay, go easy on me. I wait to watch these on Monday mornings, so it's fresh in my head for the podcast. So when writing this, it's been about three years since I've watched this one. But from memory, it's my favorite of season 17. Kind of refreshing to get a Marge Bart plot, a dynamic not often utilized in the classic years. It's not exactly a laugh riot. The plotting isn't airtight and the subplot is weak, but it's not aggressive in awfulness or blandness. And I've enjoyed it when I've watched it. Please, God, it holds up upon rewatch. And I haven't just made a fool out of myself. Eh. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, Benjamin, overall, I enjoyed this one. It can overlook the weaker moments. They found an A plot and stuck with it just the right with just the right amount of B plot. They could have spent more time showing us why Bart inside the boys didn't bug him anymore, though. I enjoyed the crusty teapot and the Pooh's karaoke. They're trying to squeeze in a Moe literacy joke in every episode now. That's a good point. They, they that's two in a row with the literacy jokes. Uh, finally, Tim. Certainly, this is the best episode so far in season seventeen. Nice story time, Marge and Bart. If not the most hysterical plot the show has devised. The Homer and Moe wrestling B-plot was not overdone to the point of detracting from the story, and I'll confess to enjoying a poop butchering Paula Cole. Projection ranking number 192. So those are our Patreon subscriber uh, reviews. Let's get some from the news group, Matt. First one. Mm-hmm. It was a pretty damn good episode. Not perfect, but still five out of five worthy. I don't think they understand what five out of five means. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say five out of five has to be perfect, but I would say it has to be great. 
Um, next one, really, really good. The Bart Mars dynamic was played really well. Bart's willing attitude to go to the tea shop at first puzzled me, but it was resolved quite nicely. Subplot was really entertaining. Outrageous couch gag, well written. Really keep this new guy on a board, A minus or higher. And then finally, a few jokes fell flat, but this was an overall highly emotional episode, had an exceptionally strong story, and the characterizations were perfect. Hats off to another brilliant episode, 4.75 out of 5. Ooh, boy. Ooh. Yeah. Exceptionally strong story. Okay. Sure. Sure, news group. This is why we stopped. It's always the, 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 that's why we're doing this. Um, who, 5 out of 5, Matt, right? Yep, five out of five. Uh huh. Cool. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow. KBBL is gonna give me something stupid. Well, hot dog. We have a wiener. Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week is: What is your go-to Halloween movie? Uh, tons of great answers. Matt, take it away. All right. Uh, we are going to start with Andy, The Shining, and it's not a movie, but watching all the Bob's Burgers Halloween episodes, absolutely. Although I will point out. That the Brooklyn Nine Nine Halloween episodes are better, but it's because they always include the Halloween heist. What we talked about what, in our what, new what, episode what, review this what, week. What is this? What is this? What is this, Matt? What, what are we? What you got? He says you say Bob's Burgers. Oh, Bob's Burgers is good, but Brooklyn Nine. What does Brooklyn Nine Nine have to do with Bob's Burgers? It, it well, it's Halloween episodes. If you're watching the Halloween episodes of something, you should mm, make sure to include yeah, the Brooklyn uh, Nine Nine. What if I don't like cops? I mean, that's fine. They're terrible cops. If that helps. No. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. All right, from Matt, the original Halloween, even though I know it's coming, the year just never goes away with Michael or the music. Uh, from uh, Alex, oh, wait, either no, the original... Wait, 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 here we go. Yeah, there you go, sorry. Okay, from Alex, either the original Carpenter classic, Halloween, or the Craven classic, A Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, both great movies. Uh, from Alexander, maybe not technically a movie, but the entirety of Over the Garden Wall, one of the greatest things ever made. I don't know what that is. Robbie, do you? It is an animated show that I really – it's been on my to-watch list for a very long time, and everyone talks about it. Like, huh. it is the greatest thing ever made, so I probably should watch it. All right. Fair enough. Uh, from Abby – or, sorry, from Lauren, uh, The Conjuring. I like the Annabelle movies, which is strange and scary movies are not my go-to. Uh, from Abby, The Shining and Tucker and Dale versus Evil. The Shining has lost a, a bit of its um, shine for me since I read the book, but we still watch it almost every year. Uh, Tucker and Dale is amazing. Just want to point that out. I don't think it's technically a horror movie or a Halloween movie, I should say, but it's still really good. I, I, I said it doesn't matter. what I don't care. You could list whatever kind of movie you want. It's just whatever you watch at Halloween. Good point. All right. The Scream film. Oh, sorry, from Derek. The Scream films. I've actually watched them countless times since I was no age, and I never tire of them. Even like I even like Scream 3. Actually, you know what? I love Scream 3. Courtney Cox's dreadful haircut and all. Sue me. Uh, from Benjamin. I always look forward to watching Halloween every time it's on during the season, and that's a lot. Uh, from Brandon, I don't watch horror films, so every year I try to watch Young Frankenstein during Halloween. In my humble opinion, it's the best comedy out there. Oh, absolutely, Brandon. Fantastic. What are you doing? Editorializing? What? Just a little bit, you know, here and there, just no, to break things read, up. Read what they say. Don't don't, don't put words in their mouths. We have They have to trust us. I put us. words in their mouths. I put words in my own mouth. It says, in my okay. humble opinion, it's the best comedy of all time. You said the best comedy out there. Oh, my bad. My mm-hmm. bad. I said I meant to say of all time. All right. Uh, from El Columbia 88, mine is Itchy the Killer or Juwan. My husband's, on the other hand, is this French movie called Inside about a pregnant lady alone on Christmas, and it is terrifying. He wants to watch it every year or when we have people over and I go into the fetal position. What? Okay. That wait, wait. does sound okay. terrifying. I, I can't. All right, Lauren, let's talk. You, uh, I, I, haven't, I haven't seen Inside, but I assume it's one of those French extreme horror movies. 
uh, with the incredible amount of gore or whatever. But you're you're listening to Itchy the Killer, Juon, Takashi Miike, and you're saying Inside scares you, but you watch Itchy the Killer. All right. Have you ever seen Itchy the Killer, Matt? I have never even heard of those. Do you know who Takashi Miike is? Nope. He makes extraordinarily gory films, uh, Japanese films, oh. Japanese horror films. Um, Audition is probably his most famous, but Itchy the Killer is another one. And, uh, oh boy, <laughs> Ooh, buckle up. Gory is boring. That's just the way nah, it is. This is not, this is not boring gore. This is the most insane. It's insane. It's not boring. I'll give, it's not, this is not Saul. This, <laughs> this, this is crazy. Okay. All right. Uh, so where was I? Oh, yeah. From at Hippie 200, the OG 1978 Halloween movie, teenage slasher movies haven't really impressed me since I was an adolescent. But Michael Myers stalking Laurie Strode in broad daylight without even trying to hide his obsession is the scariest. I mean, poop ever. Very true. Uh, from at Wastecats, my wife always wants us to revisit screen movies because they're on a film podcast. We also marathon about a dozen horror films, much to my co-host's displeasure. <laughs> my personal go-to, however, would probably be Alien or The Mist. You know, I've never actually seen The Mist. I really want to. Um. I'm wondering if you'd like it or not. I mean, you seems would, unlikely. I think you'd like The Mist. I think you'd like The Mist. Oh, yeah? I think so. I don't... Yeah, I mean, it's very grim. <laughs> it's a very grim movie. I don't know. I mean, I think I remember someone telling me the end... Um... Very grim. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, all right. Uh, so finally, at Zach Babbins, a late night double feature Rocky Horror Picture Show leaves me shivering with anticipation. Robbie, what is your answer? Wait, first of all, Matt, mm. I'll give you a little applause for your delivery. Did a good job. Well, thank you. Thank you. Um, my answer is my go-to. I have you know I have a long list of Halloween movies I watch every year, but my favorite is like my favorite movie ever is The Thing. But my Halloween go-to is not The Thing; it is The Frighteners. Which is... I don't think I've ever seen that. Oh, Matt. What? You hurt. You hurt me. You haven't... The Frighteners is... Lo I love The Frighteners. It is a Peter Jackson movie before he did Lord of the Rings. Um, so it it is... It, it, he did lots of uh, uh, splatstick movies, as they are called, before Lord of the Rings, where the gore is so absurd that it becomes funny. The Frighteners is kind of a bridge between Lord of the Rings and those earlier movies like Dead Alive or uh, or, or, or uh, Meet the Feebles, stuff like that, uh, where it's Michael J. Fox uh, is a con artist who who talks to ghosts. He 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 is in he's a, he he teams up with the ghosts to con people out of money, but then he starts seeing uh, a ghost a, ser familiar. a serial killer ghost come back from the dead starts killing people and he, he's the only one who can stop it um it's it, it's funny it's like one of my it's probably my favorite horror comedy it is michael j fox is amazing in it because he totally plays against type he plays a complete jerk um and it like really kind of shows his range but he's also obviously still has great comedic timing um it's such a fun movie um, and I think that's like the it's like it's it's genuinely funny and it's genuinely scary. And I it is very under I, I feel like it's underrated. I don't I still don't think it gets enough appreciation. What is your answer, Matt? 
Uh, I really do like Rocky Horror Picture Show, uh, but I almost always end up watching Hocus Pocus uh, for Halloween because I don't really care about scary movies, and that is more of an adventure story than a scary one. So that's what I always go to. You, you tell me uh, Sarah, Jessica, Sarah Jessica Parker doesn't scare you? No, no. Bette Miller does a little bit in that, but uh, <laughs> that's what she's supposed to do. Yeah, she's she's a scary one. The other two are like the, the are ditzy. They're goofy. Yeah. Uh, next week's question. What is your favorite karaoke song? Favorite song to sing at karaoke. Okay, and if you haven't sang at karaoke, what would you be your karaoke song? There, easy question. Now that's going to be a tougher one. You get, you're allowed to use your imagination. It's it's allowed. It's permitted. Imagination is permitted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh so much. Uh, we can't move on. Let's see. No, wait, 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 wait. Uh, I post this question on all our, our social media on our Twitter at Simpson Show Pod. You can email us at Simpson Show Pod at gmail.com and I post on our Patreon, patreon.com slash the Simpson Show. We can't move on to our next segment. It's time for the new Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. SMRT. I mean, SMART. The No Google Trivia Challenge is where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions one easy, one medium, and one hard, and try and stump the other. Matt has a three point lead on me so far on the season. Matt, are you ready for an easy question? I am ready. These are off of Bart the Mother. Oh. In Bart the Mother, Bart accidentally kills what animal? A bird. That's correct. I believe it's a pigeon to be. Uh, it's fine. A bird is good enough. <sighs> Fair enough. All right. Uh, your questions are all from um, uh, Barge Be Not Proud. Ooh. Yeah. So, uh, your easy question. What does Millhouse uses his name in Bone Storm? I mean... Thrillho, technically. You are exactly right. Thrill. He wants it, they, wants it to be Thrillhouse, but Thrillho and the character. Those limits. old games just didn't have enough, they, enough space. I, that would take up too much space, Matt. You can't have, you know, that eight, extra 14 kilobytes is just the, the, just exactly. not enough memory available. Your medium question, Matt. What nature films does Troy McClure mention he's in in the bird video that Bart watches? Oh, goodness. Um, you may know me from such nature films as... I think this is from when I haven't watched them nearly as much, so I have no idea on this one. You may know me from such films as Earwigs, Ooh, and yeah. Man vs. Nature, The Road to Victory. Ah. <laughs> so those are good. That's good. That's yeah, good. I, mean, All right. I miss Your... Phil Hartman. Yeah. I miss Phil Hartman. Anyway. Your meeting question. Who sponsors Krusty's Christmas special? <sighs> Feels like I should know this. Um, but I often don't know things because I'm an idiot. Um, hmm. I honestly don't know, Matt. I can't I couldn't even guess. All right. It is Little Sweetheart Cupcakes, a division of ILG. Selling <laughs> your body's chemicals after you die. Wow, that's that's from that episode. <laughs> uh-huh. I did okay. Okay, Matt. Uh buckle up. You ready? <laughs> Oh, dear. Name five of the 15 items on the Family Fun Center prize wall. Fun Center prize wall. Um, okay, so there's definitely the BB gun, obviously. Um, there is... Oh boy, um, hot food is tempting. <laughs> oh, the Easy Bake Oven. Okay. Um, I don't know any of the others, so I'm going to go with Army Men Spider Rings... And uh, candy buttons. 
Sorry, Matt. All those three extras are oh. all swings and a miss. The 15 <laughs> items on the Family Fun family fun Center prize wall are an easy bake oven, a BB gun, uh, a camera, uh, two happy little elves, a football, an X-wing, or uh, what appears to be an X-wing, uh, a crusty clock, a crusty album, a banjo, a Walkman, a Def Leppard album, a stuffed monkey, a baseball bat, and an isotopes hat. Okay, then. Wow, that's that's a lot. I don't. How much does that? How much is a? How much does it cost to get that? Uh, that that Def Leppard album, and which Def Leppard these days is practically free. Which oh, just because it's true doesn't mean you should say it. (laughs) So, oh, uh, you're probably waiting for your hard question. Yes, I am, Matt. Uh, What are the three games the spoiled kid has that are not Bone Storm? Oh God, um, I don't know. I don't. I don't have them. I'm not going to waste your time. I appreciate that. Uh, it is uh, Bone Squad, Bloodstorm, and Bloodstorm Two. Okay, I knew they were like bone and bl- like bone and blood and murder and stuff, but yeah. I could not have. I couldn't get those names in particular. There's a hundred percent chance that the mom did not know because those games all sound exactly the same. Um, Matt still has a. a we're both one to one on this. On this, we're. Eight to five. This might be. We're just slowly whittling away our scores, Matt. Like every season, just goes lower and lower and lower. We're just buckling down. We've also done so many questions mm-hmm. now that we uh, end up. We're already much lower than we were at the same time last season. True. Um. Actually, one, two, three, four. Yeah. No, you you have a higher score than you had last season. Unfortunately, I have a much lower score than I had at this time last oh. season. Yep, that's the way it goes. Uh, we can move on to our final segment. The segment we end every single episode with is time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is the part show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically, watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. Um, I don't know, Matt. This is kind of boring. Um. That's the problem with it. If it was offensively bad, we would know almost exactly where to put it because it's just kind of boring and dumb. I, I don't know. I'm looking somewhere in the mid two hundreds. Like, yeah, I don't know. A lot of season one stuff in there. Yeah, I think Maybe you're with right. dancing Homer around two forty. I would not put it that high, um, but not too far off. Um, it's Bar to the Future, Hunka Hunka Burns of Love, Take My Wife Sleaze. I don't know. I think those episodes are better than this. Uh, they're funnier. They have jokes in them. Not a lot of them, but some. There's the Blunder Years. Yeah, the Blunder Years is kind of weird and out there. It's I, I still, but it still has more. I like the Smithers stuff in it. Is still I think is problems with it, but I think it's still better than anything in this. Thank God it's a Doomsday. It's recent. It's also really weird, but not boring. Uh, my big mm-hmm. fat geek wedding. I annoy Gruntbot. A star is born again. Oof, there we go. That might be. I Dobot. Oof, that's also. Hmm. My big fat geek wedding was pretty bad. Is it better or worse than Thank God It's Doomsday? Uh, I think it's better than that because that is just dumb as all get out. I mean, isn't isn't that the one where Homer ends up going to heaven in the yep. end and then has to reset everything? Yes, but I mean that's the thing that I would my my thought is maybe just the fact that it has like 
interesting things happening like that you're like oh god homer goes to heaven like it's not it's still not great but i feel like it's still better than this very dull this is just kind of boring bland i don't think god is doomsday is not as bland as this i mean that's true but i don't know it just i mean it's above my big fat geek wedding which is probably okay i just it's so like uh thank god his doom day is so out there and strange i just hmm. i i don't really care that much because episode is so boring so you well let's just put it wherever we cared <laughs> i mean i think like i would say the left the left behind parody and like the there's there's some jokes in that's the thing there are jokes that i laughed at and thank god it's doomsday yeah there's not i did not laugh at all in this and they're both nonsense like they're like this I, this does like attempt it's not that this doesn't have a plot it's just the plot is kind of like uneven and weirdly paced and doesn't it's tripping over itself i think god is doomsday is actually relatively like cogent it stays together it's funny I would put it right above. Thank God it's doomsday. no right below. Thank God it's doomsday. That's what I'm going to say. Right above my big. Fat I'm all right wedding. with that. You just don't want to argue because you're hungry. I don't want to argue because I don't care about this episode at all. That's it. That's what this episode inspires in you. It's just kind of like uh, okay. It just makes you sleepy. You're like it, it, you're like it is an episode. The Simpsons. They 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 <laughs> they. I have no strong feelings one way or another. Yeah. Tell my wife. I said hello. hello. It's it is very much that where it's you know, tell my wife I said hello <laughs> level of like neutrality where you're like okay. Um that's uh Marge's Sun Poisoning, a new number two fifty seven on the list. It is a new number sixty seven on the post golden years ranking. But we are not done, Matt. We have one thing left to do and that is to decide if this episode gets shot out of the cannon. like it's i don't know it's so bland it's like it's not again it's not offensively bad so this is not me like angrily like fire the cannon but it is like is this necessary do we need to keep this around like would you ever recommend anyone watch this no there's just no reason to none none of it, it, it has any reason to exist yeah i would say we've i it's 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 filler and like i don't want filler in my my uh chicken nuggets and i don't want filler in my simpsons so you know what we say matt fired out of the cannon that's that's not as a very enthusiastic you know it, it's more I like no that's it, just, uh, it, uh, just get it out of here clean it up we are well we go back to the top of this list. We are working our way down to decide what uh the rest of the episodes, if they're on the canon or not. Uh we are number forty four, which is Joy of Sect. Maybe the last great episode of the Simpsons <laughs> before the long teen years of mediocrity and, and, and joylessness. Um Joy of Sect of course is part of the canon. But Yeah, there's no no it's, no question there. No question, but it's it's nice. It's a good episode. It's fun. Na 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 leader. Nah. Na 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 leader. Na 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 leader. 
what is what is the the lima beans? Is that what they that pick? Yes, yes. They pick lima beans. Joy is sacked. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's part of the canon. It's great. Uh, we're gonna we're we're working our way down. It'll be a while before we get one that we we we. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it'll be a while. Um, that tells you how many great episodes The Simpsons are. Uh, you can find this list on our website. SimpsonsShow.com includes links to all the things we do. Our links to our Twitter, to our RSS feed, link to our Patreon. If you want to help out the show, we'd appreciate you to help pay for hosting. Um, and you get a bunch of bonus podcasts and bonus material. And you can put your opinion on this podcast when you write about these terrible episodes we watch. They're not all terrible. Um, our next episode, Matt, it is C Homer run. C Homer run. Hmm. Homer, Don't this one at all. Homer as a safety salamander. And then oh, Homer, man, that one. and then Homer runs for mayor as the salamander. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, we'll see. I have not seen this episode. I think I've seen it once. Uh, obviously, it really inspired you, Bet. You really, mm-hmm. really, all these really obviously stuck with you because of all these opinions you have about it. Well, you know me. <laughs> Do you take Valium today, Matt? Like, what? I mean, a little bit. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm weak from hunger. God Almighty, I need to get you a, a Ritz cracker cheese on it. Or My something. blood sugar is low. Uh, what do we do here? We say. Before we go, you can find me online on Twitter at Robbie Dorman. My website is RobbieDorman.com. includes links to all of the things I do online, um, including my horror novels, which you can buy on Amazon.com. My newest novel, Regrowth, is Creighton meets Cronenberg in an underground near future lab uh, with a scientist attempting to regrow human limbs. Chaos. Madness. Giant monsters. Mutated into shot with laser cannons you can read it on you can buy it on amazon read it for free with Kino unlimited matt does not participate in social media you will not find him uh that is true all i do these days is take care of kittens and in fact i have a kitten uh so if you want to see said kitten uh check out kitten turns on instagram that's k-i-t-t-i-n-t-e-r-n-s and see the adorable lady mary she will make you feel bad about your bad manners is that is that what she does that's what she does yes i mean she's cute well, don't get me wrong but, she's very proper. Oh, because she's if a lady. You don't raise your pinky while you're giving her her bottle. She gets very upset. Oh, okay. Well, understood. She's a cute cat. I can't. I can't really vouch for any of the politeness stuff. But uh, what the hell, Matt? You really threw me off with this late. Like, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, what are you talking about with a polite, a polite kitten? Uh, that'll do it for us today. I'm Robbie, and I'm Matt, and keep watching the Simpsons. Shh.